Your health is our priority. Each series, it's our goal to make sure that we provide you with experts and guests that offer multiple perspectives so that you feel supported, empowered, and less alone. Like the work we do? Buy us a cup of coffee. Or tea. You can leave us a tip over at coffee.com slash the hip podcast, which is ko-fi.com slash the HIP podcast, or with the link in our show notes. When you buy us a cup of coffee, you not only support the work we do, but also gain access to early releases and downloadable resources. Again, that's coffee.com slash the hip podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Health It's Personal. We are in our parenting series, which has been so much fun because we've gotten to explore a lot of different topics. And, you know, there's so many different perspectives when it comes to parenting and health and mental health and those conversations related to health that we need to have with our kids that can be kind of difficult to have. And so it's just been so much fun to explore, at least for us. And so we hope that you are feeling the same way. Today, though, is very exciting because we're sharing our interview with the wonderful Tamara. She's from Chile, where she has this brand, Rahina Educa provides sexual education. Uh, she's also an artist, so she accompanies these conversations with art and uh, puppets, which we'll talk about, and just such a great attitude. So we were so thrilled to speak with her today. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, she just has like this light about her, and she's so excited about this topic that it makes the person that she's talking to really excited as well. And I can be really strange about talking about these topics with other people, but with her, it just makes you feel like a regular conversation and it's important. And absolutely. She sees beauty in everyone's bodies and you can definitely feel that. Well, that's her message. She goes into these groups and these workshops to talk about sexual education and she wants to make sure that she's very relaxed and having fun <laughs> because it makes other people feel less awkward having the conversations. Yeah, I really appreciated that element where she's like if you if you're super serious about it then it's not going to have the same impact on the <laughs> list on the <laughs> Yeah, who wants to listen to that? I think she said it's too serious of a topic to take too seriously. Yeah, it was my favorite quote. <laughs> yeah, and she talks about sincerity when you're speaking about it. And she's so genuine and sincere. And so she's great at modeling that. Yeah, I think uh, everyone, uh, but especially if you're a parent talking to a kid, they'll know. <laughs> they, mm -hmm. they may not know the concepts yet, but they'll know how you feel about that, depending on how you come across. So trying to be as comfortable as you can first and just being genuine, sincere, be yourself, and also be open to learning more first or even during. Uh, one of, you know, our, as teachers, one of our favorite tricks, you know, that I learned is don't be this official, like, like she were talking about earlier with adult centric, right? We have all the answers as the adults, but we don't. And my favorite technique as a teacher is I don't know the answer to that. Let's find out together. <laughs> let's go to google let's go to the library whatever it is let's let's do this and we learn together yeah because google um, but it's exciting because i don't know the answer but i'll find out and that like that changes your whole perspective yeah yeah i think as a, as a learner yeah and being authentic and real and it shows them good habits it models good habits for them <laughs> yeah yeah, to be more curious. She's not nervous about talking um, about the topics at all or using the correct language or, you know, exploring the puppets. And 
it's like a show and tell type of situation, but she, yes. she doesn't make it yeah. awkward or weird at all. She makes it really great. And can you imagine if we just were able to do that with our kids? And it was fun to like learn, you know, even though a lot of the, maybe some of the terms she was thinking of were Spanish, but it's very similar to the English words because we use the Latin terms for all of those parts anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even when they're a little different, it's, it's interesting because a lot of, you know, people who speak English as a first language don't know those names at all. Yes. So it's still, <laughs> even if it's not the English word for it, I don't know any word. And I was so <laughs> thankful that she was so brave to talk with us, even though she didn't feel super confident about her English, because these conversations need to happen everywhere in any language. And what I love about her, too, is that, you know, like, Sometimes it's in schools, the curriculum is terrible, first of all, for sex education in schools. But then the math teacher or the gym teacher or someone who, A, doesn't know and understand it themselves, which has been a common theme with this topic, B, who isn't excited about it like she is, and C, doesn't have puppets. So how is that going to be successful? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) We need like sexual... Well, I was going to say sexual sesame street. We do. But yes. well, that's big mouth now. <laughs> sexual education sesame street. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about big mouth too. I think Tamana is such a great example of finding the humor in it and making it fun and interesting and, and relaxed because it's more approachable that way. Yeah. Usually car- you know, cartoons won't handle that stuff well, but I think the whole point of the show uh, and I think they're really successful with it, but it's to show these moments as sincerely as possible while just like with our approach today is making it humorous. Because if, a, you know, if we focused, if we were too serious about that moment, then it would be serious in our minds and our memories. And we're like, okay, this is terrible. Yeah. But then they're just like sitting there laughing. And like, I know. I feel like we don't laugh at ourselves enough anyway. No. Well, there's this one moment where this character who kind of reminds me of myself in some ways, and he's like runs and throws his like pants in the, the toilet <laughs> to clean them. But there's sinks right there. And his friend comes in. And he's like, he's like comforting him. He's like, it's fine, man. It's, you know, we're all weird. We're all awkward. Every human is gross and weird and stupid. And he's like, but just out of curiosity, why did you put it in the toilet? There's sinks right there. And he's just like, I uh, don't know. <laughs> he's like, that's a good question. And they just laugh about it. And that's it. Because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> and we've all done stupid things like that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, I, I love how it also helps show the the girl and woman perspective, too. Because that's I think that's what's lacking in a lot of those types of shows. And they're fully like embracing both like we're going to empower all the 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 girls as well because they and there's that whole episode of like girls get horny (laughs) and then the guy's brains explode because they're like what (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it's always about guys and all the pop culture we we talked today a little bit about when kids you know you can do it when you're just like cooking a a meal you don't have to sit and have this serious conversation uh and it reminded me of like i would ask questions like one time i heard someone say lesbian at school and i was like 10 or 11 and i came home and i said to my mom what's a lesbian (laughs) but and she we were just in the hallway walking or something it wasn't even we didn't stop and like okay i need to you know look into your eyes and she was just like oh that's when uh two women love each other and that was it. That was the conversation. We kept walking. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's so amazing. Well, the question I got from McKenna was in fifth grade and her teacher had said rape at school. Oh, no. And I know. And she came home in like fourth grade, I think, or fifth grade. 
but she asked me at like 7.15 in the morning, she's like, mom, what's rape? And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God. I haven't even had a sip of coffee yet. So <laughs> like we were talking with Michael Tyler, if you are able to answer the question, then uh, do so. The rape one is very difficult, but lesbian, that was so great. She just said it because then it didn't build it up to like be this thing that it's not. Yeah. That was so great. Yeah. The, when they, and she did expand a little bit. She's like, like me and your dad, you know, obviously make these conversations really like beautiful and talk about the the beauty and be really genuine about that and you know whatever your approach is with your family or your friends or your children or your your partner you know however you want to have that conversation is up to you but there are parts of it that are messy and silly and Mm, confusing especially when people are young and awkward breaking the ice with something kind of funny is is a great thing and i know knowledge is power is like you know saturday morning cartoons but she's she was really but it's true yeah it's really true like information is power for grown-ups for kids and it empowers you and it makes you feel stronger yeah like what she said about help them make their choices help them make decisions yeah she had a lot of really wonderful insights and inspiration and we were so happy to laugh with her and we hope you'll enjoy this episode as much as we do so please everyone grab a cup of tea and enjoy health is understanding what you need being informed finding that balance of mental and physical building yourself a support system figuring things out on my own and not letting it hold me back you do kind of have to advocate for yourself because health it's personal we're so glad to talk to you today you're an educator in chile and create products that support healthy professionals psychologists sexologists teachers parents to deliver healthy sexual education in a very clear way. And you focus on primarily educating young people about sex and loving their bodies, which we love so much. Where does your love for this work stem from? Uh, Okay, first, thank you for inviting me, guys. It's really nice. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. I I tell you that uh, English is not my first language. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Spanish, I really fast uh, speaker and say in Spanish, like, I'm a potoloco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crazy, <laughs> it's like crazy ass. Like, I never <laughs> stop moving. I always need to make things. And when I start to um, work in 2010 in Happy Jane, a sex shop here in Chile, I can see that the people doesn't have sexual education, nothing. Uh, Don't care if you have uh, great studies or uh, you have a lot of money or not, doesn't have anything. Like uh, everything is taboo, everything is uh, embarrassing. Mm -hmm. That's motivated me because I really love the bodies. I study fine arts in university and I know that the body is beautiful. It's really, really simple. The body is really beautiful. doesn't care if you have a, a weight that doesn't make you feel like you are in the um, uh, right proportions or I don't know. It's like no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. The beauty is in every place, in every, in everybody. When I start to work, I feel the necessity of educate people 
But first, I need to educate myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I start to read a lot. Anywhere you yeah, can. Yeah, right? <laughs> everywhere. Every book, every site, every podcast, every video. I, I don't care. <laughs> I really see what when you give the people an information that they doesn't have, can change the way that they live their life. You can see in their face. You can see in their eyes that something changed mm. and that I feel that is beautiful. You can see when you show a clitoris and a people that doesn't know how the clit is mm-hmm. and they like, oh my God, it's like a little person. <laughs> I can believe that they hands and arms and it's so beautiful. <laughs> they see the clitoris, they understand why they feel what they feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you're talking about the clitoris that you created as a designer in order to make people feel more comfortable with that part, right? Yes. Could you describe it a little bit? Yeah. Is well, okay. The clitoris uh, was um, discovered by Helen O'Connell. Uh, she's an Australian woman. The clitoris have two little uh, two. In Spanish, it's crudas. I don't know how to say in English, but it's like two big, um, this one's arms. Thank you. (laughs) The clitoris has two arms. Two arms. (laughs) (laughs) She, I I always say she, because she, for me, it's a she. But she's like uh, riding the vagina. It's, it's like writing, mm, you know. She yeah. rides the vagina. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Karen, for <laughs> translating my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have to explain the visual that we're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, uh, Tamara is holding the clitoris that she created. And it's made out of... What's it made out of? Um, silicone. Okay. Yeah. It's made of silicone. It's a Chilean uh, product. It's like a little gumby. Yeah. yeah it's flexible. <laughs> Because when I create this, I want that feel like uh, the most exactly way that it is. Yeah. Realistic. Realistic way. Okay. Have a little sparkly because I like sparkly. Yeah. (laughs) The one thing that I really love about this model is when you give to uh, people that doesn't see, they can see with their hands. They can touch it. And that is so magic because you can describe perfectly. It's it's difficult to describe. You don't have like a concept or like reference. (laughs) A reference. And the people that doesn't see, easy to see this one because they can touch. Mm -hmm. Make such a big impact. Yeah, it makes a big and a great impact, I think. When you have some, just some information, a new information. Mm -hmm. So you teach these important topics in many settings and you use your clitoris that's made out of silicone and also the puppets that you've created to start conversations, to teach and create different connections with your audience. What does that look like when you speak to a group of of young people? Um, It's funny. It's fun. Um, (laughs) I really enjoy my job. I think that is the secret of my I'm going to say success. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy my job. You can definitely tell. Yeah. When you speak with, I don't know, um, 12 years old, years old uh, girl, 
you can see in their eyes, like, I need more information. Please give me, give me information. Because yeah. here in Chile, we don't have sexual education like regular. It's just like a little talks in two or three in a year. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you have luck. Uh, it's fun, but it's also, I have worries about that. Because the sexuality is, is in a topic that you can just uh, one or two timings in a year. Mm -hmm. You need to talk all the time about that because the sexuality is our life. If how we dress, how we do our makeup, how we have our hair, how we love is everything. It's mm -hmm. like the core of who you are and we talk about it very rarely and and that's what makes it so awkward and I was thinking in school we talked about it two to three times total yeah. <laughs> for all school not just one year like all ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not enough <laughs> They explained to the girls what we would be going through but um that was the only education I got in school was one class once where they yeah. <laughs> told us about our period. That's yeah. it. It's like in Big Mouth. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. in Big Mouth. Yeah, we were talking about Yeah, <laughs> I really love that series. We, we were we were talking about that. Yeah, it's it does a good job of talking about it real, real talk, you know? <laughs> like, here's the, the reality <laughs> in a funny way so it's accessible. <laughs> Max's was called Just Around the Corner and they would sing this song and be like, Just Around the Corner. <laughs> <laughs> So awkward. And whenever mom and I want to tease Max. <laughs> yeah, or when we're just talking and someone says, oh, that event's coming up. We'll both go, it's just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I doesn't receive uh, sexual education either. I go to a Catholic school. Of course, it wasn't anything about sexuality. Right. Yeah. I remember when the first time I... Uh, listen to the word porno, pornography, mm. like porno, yeah. uh, it was for the, because a nun said, like, porno is so bad, never look at that. And, <laughs> and you don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what? What is that? Now, now yeah. you're looking for yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was uh, 12 years old and I just have internet, like the first internet and just go to my room and I say, porno, <laughs> please, what is this? <laughs> and it's the first time and I said, it wasn't awkward for me because I masturbate before. I, I was like 11 years old was I started. I never feel wrong because it's feel really fun and, and nice. A lot of people have shame associated with that, but you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. And when I see porn for the first time, I see a woman masturbating. I feel like, okay, she's a big woman. Uh, it's different. Uh, our bodies is, are different. But I can see that she's feeling great. And I'm feeling great. Is everything okay? It's something like that. You felt connected. Like it made you feel like you weren't alone. Yeah. Yeah. It was really simple. I want that the people feel that comfort with sexuality, just like I'm filled with sexuality. Um, the sex on everything around, I feel comfortable. You want others to feel that same. 
So you use puppets in order to make people feel more comfortable and connected to these parts of the body that they sometimes don't feel connected to or don't understand. So what are your puppets like and and how do you use them in your education? Okay, I have uh, three puppets. The first is Regina or Regina, um, like Regina George. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Or like the queen, right? (laughs) (laughs) But the name is because uh, in Spanish is Regina la Vagina, right? Regina de Vagina. That's great. (laughs) But in Spanish, it's like Regina la Vagina. It's the same. Mm, Perfect. (laughs) Which sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it works in English too. (laughs) The second one is Lalo. Uh, Lalo is a penis. El Falo. Lalo, El Falo. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, the third one is uh, Antonieta, that is breasts. Antonieta is Antonieta la teta. Teta is breast <laughs> oh, in yeah. Spanish. I like puns, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a um, serious person. I'm always laughing. Mm-hmm. I don't take myself too serious. I don't take the life too serious. And I want uh, the, the way I teach isn't too serious. The sex is too serious topic to make too serious. I, I don't know. I right. need yeah. to find to understand this, to need to laugh, to, need to relax. Yes. A Regina is a heart. You can see the labia majora, the labia minora, and the clit. The hood and the vaginal canal. Uh, when you speak about a penis, you know that the penis is the penis. Uh, you doesn't say a, a scrotum. You doesn't say a scrotum for a talk about the penis. You always say penis. Yeah. But when you speak about the vagina, you just say vagina. Need to say it vulva because the right uh, word is vulva. In sex education, the series is was beautiful series chapter that all the ladies, all the women say like, "It's my vagina, it's my vagina." Yes, yes. Yeah, I I love that series, but I was like, "That's not even right." Vulva, <laughs> it's called vulva. It's vulva, my friends. And they're educating, but they're not. Maybe <laughs> they're t- saying the wrong. Even yeah. the people that are educating yeah, yeah. us are saying the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I really love the word vulva because it's so part of the natural. Yeah, I don't know. The flowers have little bulbs. Oh. <laughs> I really love that's it. A, that's a great way to say it, yeah. Yeah, the the Lalo is a really nice penis. It's just like... <laughs> um, have a, a gland, a body, like a scrotum, uh, testicles, like everything. But it's made of fabric. Right, yeah. And it's really nice to touch. And it's because <laughs> it's a puppet. Antonieta is just a breast, have uh, the intern. Uh, oh, like internal, yeah. I use this because when I started, I start with pictures of uh, bulbas and picture of clitoris. Doesn't have the impact that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Another woman's vulva in a picture, they really feel like disgusting and feel like oh, that is disgusting. Please, mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. Why I want, right. yeah, I don't know why happened that. 
and pecas <laughs> because when they see a picture of a penis it's like <laughs> a penis yeah <laughs> it's, 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 it's really conflict for me the the, rea uh, the reaction is like vulva uh, is oh my god it's so disgusting please right when it's more like a flower the vagina or the vulva reflects so many things in nature you know plants and fruits you know things like that and then the penis is reflected by many man-made objects yes. you know like airplanes and like you know and statues Oh my God, we have here in Providencia, in my city, in Santiago, we have a big, big structure and that is the Costanera Center. That is a, a mall. Costanera is a big fallow, it's a big penis. Like, really. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for Costanera Center in Google, you can see it's a penis, a giant penis. <laughs> I, I looked it up. Oh my god! It's, <laughs> it's like the biggest penis in Latin America. <laughs> it's fun. It's just a big monument to ego. <laughs> We're shaming penises, but you you actually talk a lot about no shame and loving your body yeah. and taking away stigmas. So, how do you work to change people's mindsets, or what do you think that we can do to change our own mindset about the human body and sexual relationships? What is it that we have to do to kind of just make this shift? Because how we're teaching our kids isn't working, obviously. I think that first we need to be uh, sincere about why we know. Yeah. And what we don't know. <laughs> uh, and I said that what we don't know. We live in a adult-centric society where we think that the adults know everything. Right. And we don't know everything. We, oh my God. This year is a good proof. Of <laughs> oh my God, yes. So, we know nothing. It's not true. <laughs> the thing is that uh, the parents can't, when they, they say, okay, I don't know this, I don't know this. First look at uh, the information in a place that uh, makes you feel comfortable. Try to speak with the ch children like equals in that aspect. Like we know that children aren't equals uh, in all the aspects because they are growing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are people too. There are people like with uh, feelings, with ideas. I think that it's really important to see the other people. Like if have five years old or, seven, or 17 or 50 years old or 80, mm -hmm. the same. Because when you teach the other person, it's easy to transmit the information because you don't have that the asymmetry. And you're not talking down to someone. Yeah, because the sexuality is so sensitive topic that you need to speak the most easy way. Like search for easy words, search for easy ways to speak if you need uh, pictures if you need uh, some videos some mm -hmm. puppets puppets, puppets yeah, yeah puppet. <laughs> you need puppets but i just want to say that every people can teach every people can mm -hmm. teach you can teach to your children to your friends to your co-workers but first you need to teach yourself All right search for help that's great 
So speaking of that, where in the world <laughs> are you sharing this valuable information? So where do you teach people? How, how do you teach? So um, for example, do you go to schools or do you have like a community center or um, teach on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, because of the COVID, I make everything in Zoom. Uh, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> always in Spanish. Before COVID, I go to schools and university a lot. Oh, cool. Yeah. I really like to go to universities. I make a lot of workshops. Okay, yeah. I work with another co-worker like sexologists or I work with a midwife, a doctors. And we make uh, workshops and we make uh, Instagram live. I, lot, I, I make a lot of Instagram lives with a makeup artist too. We speak about wow. sexuality and expressions because the sexuality is about expression too and how you do your makeup yeah i, I really love that drag queens and drag kings too yes <laughs> i try to doesn't put myself in a box it's because i'm a person that make a lot of things i study makeup too special effects oh, cool. cinema production every thing that i do in my life help me to do the person that I I am today. And I want to put that in my work that I love, that, uh, that is Regina, that is sexual education. That's great. So on that note, when you're doing these workshops or classes, you've shared a little bit already, but when you're doing these workshops, what is your goal to teach, your primary purpose? <laughs> that the people can make their own decisions. Because if you have the information, I can't make the decisions for you, but you have the power to have the information. If I give you the information, you need to own your power. Yeah, I love that because, yeah, like you said, you uh, or the saying in English is, uh, you, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you want to be as prepared as you can. You want to make sure that all of your students are ready. For anything in life. Yeah, all the person, all the people. Like, I really love to teach to uh, old people because uh, one of my heroes in life is uh, Betty Dodson. We were just talking about her. Yeah, is she the grandmother of masturbation? Yes. Yeah, she, she uh, just turned ninety-two. Mm -hmm. She's my hero. I think she was pure revolution. Think about that. You were in, I don't know, 1970, in the 70s, uh, in United States, uh, making that workshop with naked women and everybody showing their body parts and loving, be the owners of your pleasure. In, in Spanish, it's like that, hacerte cargo, like... Take care of yourself and take care about your own pleasure. That's great. And you can, you, once you can take care of yourself, you can help others to learn the same. Yeah. And that's our, yeah, that's our biggest goal with the podcast is teaching people so that they can help, you know, teach themselves and help others too. And we're learning while we do it. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> with, uh, with your workshops, what is your usual response from the audience? How do they react? <laughs> You said they're excited. They, they give me everything. They squeeze the brain. <laughs> <laughs> they want to squeeze my brain. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really nice. They respond that the people have 
about my work in Instagram or in the workshops is so fascinating that city people like children's first some moment uh, the people start like in this position like uh, arms yeah really really stern suspicious yeah like what is this mm, what is this or with the cell phone like I'm too cool <laughs> yeah I'm too cool for school <laughs> and, <laughs> and when I uh, take my puppet and I start to speak I think that the people see me so relaxed so be myself I don't care <laughs> I don't yeah. care anything <laughs> like I really don't care because I know that what I'm saying is fine is true uh, when I finish my workshops always the people is like this this is <laughs> oh, super engaged it. they're so attentive yeah the edge of their seats <laughs> that must make you feel so good I can tell for the body language I can tell for because they are smiling. That's how we approach our, our classrooms too. Even though it's you know writing or composition, but you you try to get them yeah relax, open. You know when you're learning the human mind, um, it's fight or flight or relaxed, right? <laughs> and we can only learn when we're relaxed. <laughs> I think they do get excited when they realize they have control over what they can do with that knowledge when they can use that in their lives and in the real world. They get so excited, I think. So it's really great. Tamara, I need you to come to my house and we need and we can have lunch and have the best day and do anything you want. And then I'd love for you to take your puppets up to Max. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? He's 16. 16, okay. It's a difficult age. It's a difficult age, but... What's happening? <laughs> Hola, Max, with the puppet. <laughs> yeah. Hola, Max. <laughs> He's playing video games. And <laughs> We've kind of talked a lot about how parents can talk to their kids about understanding their bodies and how they might be able to teach themselves first. That's the biggest suggestion. I think that's great. If a parent is sitting there thinking, they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking, I want to do this, but I can't. How do you think they can become more comfortable with using this language and discussing these topics? <laughs> do you have any suggestions? Okay, you need to start. <laughs> I'm I gonna say it again. You need to start to be sincere. Ask your child, ask what they know, but ask no in a like, I'm here and uh, <laughs> we need to talk, we need to have to talk. No. Right, the talk. <laughs> we don't need a talk. This topic can be talked in any place, in anywhere, in any time. Uh, if you're, I don't know, cooking and you need to uh, explain what is a, I don't know, a gay pe person. What is a gay person? That, what is a gay? You need to know that. That is a topic that you can speak when you're cooking. You don't have to be like only focused on. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the talk. In one talk, you need to speak about everything. No. Always the parents ask me how to speak with childs, like little ones, like five, six years old. The babies come to the world. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first thing that you need to know that is if the, your kids make that question to you, is you need to qu make the question, be, why, why they know first? Yeah. What do you, where did you hear that? Or what do you know about it? <laughs> And then I can tell you what, you know, from there. <laughs> yeah, because maybe they are asking you about the, I don't know, we come from New England. We come like from... Like they have misinformation. <laughs> yeah. They don't know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know what they really want to know. Mm -hmm. What are they really asking? <laughs> It's because <laughs> I just remember a um, chapter from The Simpsons when Ralph said, uh, I see the director and, uh, I don't know, the professor uh, kissing in the closet. And he oh, said, like, yeah. one of the babies say hi to me. Like, like it's Ralph. <laughs> Or when Ralph uh, marched, touched their shoulder and Ralph says, She's touching my intimate part. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> When you have the correct information, you can't speak for yourself. Uh, the kids can't uh, know when something is wrong. When something is telling you, I'm going to touch here, but this is a secret. Yeah. But they don't have information to know if right or this is wrong. But if you keep The, the information, you can give their powers about their own bodies. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. Yeah, it's like a gift. The sexual education is, is not only know to put a condom. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more. Or like, and I was thinking in the, in the gay community, they have PrEP. Mm-hmm. Um, the medics, medicine. And so there's so many people in the community who are now, you know, they don't care about any el anything else, any other protection because, oh, that saves me from, no, it's only one part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I have PrEP. I have PrEP. No. Yeah. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> Please use condom. Be smart. <laughs> like, it's so easy. It's because we need to talk in an easy way. Like, be yourself talking. Be sincerely to yourself about what you know, about what you don't know, and search for that information. I don't know a lot of things. A lot. I, know, I don't know a lot of English words. And I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. And I'm here equally. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just go, go ahead. Go with it, yeah. So you're here with us, even though you don't feel really confident speaking English because you are so passionate about this topic, about loving our bodies and having knowledge about them and understanding how they work and not having shame associated with that. And you're filling everyone else's cup, as we call it here, but basically like just pouring into people and loving on them. So how do you take care of yourself? What are you listening to or what do you like to do that makes you feel happy or inspired? Okay. Um, I like to sleep a lot. I, I'm a sleepy one. I, I really love to sleep. I eat chocolate. Yes. I, don't, I don't like cooking a lot and I really like to order uh, food. I really love that putting in my bed, see something in Netflix and eat. 
I really love that. This is my life. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're speaking our language. <laughs> I see my friends, speaking with my friends. I really, in this moment, in pandemic, in this COVID experience, I really feel like I lost something because I can hug my friends. Touching people, I need to touch at least be like I love you like oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like that and I see I always see some things in Netflix that make me feel right I, that is uh, Orange is the New Black I always come oh, yeah. back oh, yeah. always yeah. come back um, <laughs> over and over and I cry with Pusey <laughs> every I, time like, I, I cry and I laugh and I really like to feel what I feeling like I feel sad I like to cry I, I really like to cry and and when I'm happy I'm I wanna be the most happy person I'm living I love that yeah and RuPaul Drag Race always yes <laughs> for RuPaul I saw in Denver Colorado I saw um Sharon Needles oh and gosh. Bianca Del Rio uh, oh my god Bianca is <laughs> Bianca Del Rio and I saw oh them god. live and it was really great <laughs> Bianca is the best I see RuPaul's for the first time I see the one with Latrice Royale and Latrice is a really really big person but you can see that they are beauty mm-hmm. doesn't care if you are tall or fat or black or white or petite or really skinny, you are beautiful, like really beautiful because Latrice Royale is beautiful. Yeah. Before we wrap up our interview, we want to make sure that you have the chance to share with us where people can find all of your information. um, And then we'll put links in the description of the episode too so people can find it really easy yeah okay in instagram yeah i I prefer that you go to instagram put regina educa Ah. there is all my information you can click in my web page you can write to me if you can some questions i always gonna respond maybe i gonna gonna do late but i always gonna respond right (laughs) my final thing to say is something I always say in Spanish is, I'm going to say in Spanish first, diversificar tus placeres más que multiplicar tus orgasmos. That is, diversity your pleasures more than multiply your orgasms. Sometimes there I like in in the head, like I want to have an orgasm. I want to have a multiply orgasm you can feel a lot of pleasure like uh, smelling things like eating things like touching things yeah. like listen music and sounds and the pleasure is in everything focus on all pleasures and everything in life rather than just focusing on yeah. that one sexual pleasure encounter yeah yeah that is <laughs> what Karen say? Yes. No, I love that. You're amazing. We're so thankful for you. Oh, thank you. I really feel Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Health It's Personal. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts for bonus episodes and new releases every Wednesday. The Health It's Personal podcast is produced by me, McKenna Udi. 
and hosted with the Phronesis Health Initiative team, Karen Jively and Sean Tingle. Special thanks to portrait artist Alexander, musical contributor Bernie Ramke, and to our guests and experts for their kindness and bravery in sharing their stories each week. Please listen, subscribe, engage, and send us topics we can explore that would help you on your journey. Because health, it's personal.